one of the all-time favorite shows. Hello and welcome to Because You're Home. We are on episode 41, Love and Life. We've hit over, just on a little side note, we've hit over our 600 followers on our Instagram and we're just delighted for life. Thank you, everybody. Do you know what? I noticed that. I actually did notice it before you texted me and I meant to text you. But the reason, the reason why I didn't take a screenshot yet was because the last time we hit 500 and we put it up, loads of people stopped following us and we were like, ew yeah yeah don't make liars out of us instagram keep them going yeah it's like i'll just wait until we hit like the <laughs> five or something oh, we're a little over. loads of people i think it was like two or three but it made it meant that we were no longer saying brought us back yeah i was like yeah okay don't count <laughs> don't don't count feel too people. comfortable listeners if they're good that we're we're good enough that you can just drop back no stay and as we always say tell a friend yeah, it did. This is, we're making our own cult, if you think about it, Grace. It's amazing. Tell a friend. Um, thinking about stuff you can do for your friends and tell your friends, how would you feel if for your birthday later on this year, I buy you a haunted item from like Etsy or eBay? How would you feel? I think we all know the answer to this question. I would probably not be able to speak to you again. I'm thinking that your favorite item might just be a Ouija board. And if it's pre-haunted already, like it's a job done for you. No. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> like there's a part of me that's actually a little bit like spooked by this topic already. And even one of the things I looked up, I'm just after getting up on my iPad and I was like, oh, I'll get a little bit of extra stuff. And one word has made me now go, oh, I don't have three things to talk about anymore because I can't talk about it now. I'll explain it later on, but I'm too super superstitious. It's gone from my repertoire. I'm no longer discussing it. <laughs> Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me the Cliff Notes version then and later on. <laughs> um, but like we are lovers of horror movies and yes. by watching so many horror movies, we have watched, it's safe to say, our fair share of movies where which revolve around or at least have some sort of either a haunted house, haunted or possessed item, in them it's just you know it's, it's a very easy trope and idea to be using in horror films yeah. um you know like you have so you have somewhere it's like it's the main idea or somewhere it's just an idea a little thrown in like that music box in the first conjuring film mm-hmm. where you can in the reflection you can see the dead boy but it only comes from the music box um so I had heard on other podcasts kind of brief mentions about purchasing haunted objects so I was just like, it, it hadn't even like interested me until we were researching for this episode. So when I was like haunted objects, and of course there was an Etsy and an eBay page about buying haunted objects. And I was like, oh my God, do tell, do tell internet. Um, Would those, you do it though? Um, probably not, on, only because I'd be like, oh, you know, in my look. I'd buy something that would and then it's one of those ones where it might not be haunted but you would start maybe changing your your thinking and you could say oh this has gone wrong in my life since I got this doll or whatever and you start associating and you could change your perception and it's it's very insidious like you change your perception you'd almost change your way of thinking and the way you start making decisions on things how you live your life and boom next thing you know 
it's yeah. taken a different path. So mm-hmm. also, I think my husband would be like, not another piece of shit you bought for this house. And like, then I also feel like he'd be like, fuck's sake, because something did happen. He'd be like, this is 100% your fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what he'd throw out first, me or the doll. But yeah, so I... Oh, yay. Okay, backup plan. That's good to know. Um, So eBay has so many haunted objects for sale that it has its own policy. And it reads as follows. As required per eBay's policy on the sale of paranormal items, this is for the sale of a tangible item only. No promise of a spirit attached. So the fact that they have to be like, say you're buying a doll, you are just buying a doll. There may or may not be a spirit attached to it. (laughs) And um, that kind of comes off of the back of people were complaining like I bought this and no nothing has come from it and you know the sellers instead of like return would you do that let someone like return the object they're like no you need to give it a few days you're not you need to be mixing with it you need, it needs to stay with you for something to Maybe happen it likes you. oh yeah so they're not going to be returning that like not at all and like the random objects that were actually for sale there was feathers coins pebbles pieces of wood and often they're said to like being enchanted for luck or fortune i saw a lot of them um, money things this will bring you money um also they advise that like say it might just only be one for a specific like this will only bring you general good fortune it's not a love one you're gonna have to look for a specific one if you want it like overall or like everything is real specific okay. um so it, yeah it was yeah it's, it's kind of like it's random but it's funny because they like have to do a disclaimer on their items of like you do like a, a buyer beware kind of thing about yes. this is also haunted this fucked up my life in these many ways and instead of just throwing it out I'm selling it um uh, but was could entice someone to be buying it if you really were desperate like there was there was so much stuff so like what was it I saw this really weird looking teddy with like a leopard print scarf around its neck and it was there like there was a warning on it that this can cause you just general illness to something as extreme as causing a divorce and oh, so wow. there was you know like a buyer beware but it had 46 bids on it and it ended up selling for 560 dollars wow so ah you know I might just start going looking through stuff in my house and be like this is haunted <laughs> and just to see what I can get um, so this was by far the best thing I found for sale on eBay okay. and it Hit was a, it was a spell for the sale to give the buyer a sexy succubus to become attached to them and to give them the chance to feel, sense and dream of the capacities of the other side. Um, the potential buyer is warned, however, that this succubus can be very jealous of other females as she attaches herself very much to the buyer. So I was thinking, you know, like if you know any single chaps or women who would like a sexy succubus, that's really hard to say, sexy succubus. Um, And the spell even went to say that you need to say it like once a week for four weeks. Um, You need to have a certain amount of things. And also it's a very specific spell and you can change the look of the succubus if you wanted to. Um, So it can be like your dream woman because it's that good of a spell yeah also kind of scary thing about it when you were if you were to buy it it also said um it needed like photo id uh, and address and all that and then it said also of either yourself or of who buy it for so i'm like yeah you could buy it for a friend or relative and then i was thinking i was like if this would actually because it even has a disclaimer at the end that this isn't medical legal or you know it's not advice it's just for fun as well mm-hmm. so 
I don't know, this could work or whatever. You could end up just having some nice dreams. But like, if you wanted to buy that, so it would attach itself onto someone else. Oh. Because it said either you send in your own details or the name and address or whatever, all the details of the person you wanted to go to. What exactly is a sexy succubus? Well, a succubus, as we, I think we discovered it or discussed it in a few episodes back, it's like a demon who, it's like that picture, the painting, it sits on, it's like a night terror as well, it sits on your chest, well, it's meant to be like always, always a woman, but there can be male succubus, and they are either incubus, or I am getting this all mixed up, because I cannot remember specifically, but they're basically like, they seduce you in your sleep, mm-hmm. and uh, they steal your energy and life's um essence basically and I think as well in medieval times it was the one where it was a woman who would like fuck up with your hair and a man would wake up and his hair would be all over the place and it was all the problem of a succubus um so yes why sexy um obviously the idea for this ritual from what I gathered was basically you're saying I am allowing this succubus to become attached to me but the bitch better be hot and she better give me sex in my sleep oh that's what i'm taking does it all go into that whole thing of like you know um the craft when they're like you can't have love spells Mm. and i'd imagine so like this is this is something where i'm like yeah because it's not even like you're invoking what's normally in myth and folklore like a demon a part of a demon and you're willingly putting this onto yourself so that you can have a sexy woman attached with you and I'm like yeah you say that you can plan for it to look however they want to look at but they're normally only like they have the outer layer of a sexy woman yeah really it's a demon on the inside and eventually you will see their their true side um but also the fact that according to this purchaser you could give someone else's details and get it attached onto someone else. Don't like him. No. So like, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that you could buy rituals. Oh, you could also buy to link yourself to a jinn, which is the um, Middle Eastern genie. Um, <laughs> I was of- like, do tell what flavor, what type. Uh, oh. Pork dry. <laughs> you know I don't like that I'm a I'm a London dry gin gal (laughs) I would have thought I was in any kind of gin but you know eventually I found my standards small small standards um but yeah um there was so much there was there were so many monkey paws that you could buy many black or eyeless doll uh eyed dolls uh black eyed dolls or or you know it was just it was always dolls yeah and then there was dolls are creepy fuckers yeah, I had a collection of porcelain dolls when I was younger and I didn't get rid of them for years. And then looking back on them as a teenager and I'm like, what? Yeah. Especially like as a late teenager and into my 20s, coming home, stumbling, drunk, waking up the next morning, <laughs> hungover and just, you know, you're here eye to eye, well, ish, with a porcelain doll. You're like, I have to get rid of these. I just have to. Yeah. Before they steal my soul. I am... Um used to I know we were talking about this before I used to have very bad um nightmares and I used to have like some kind of like hallucinations every so often um but when it (laughs) when it happened um for the in relation to like the I don't know what I'm saying but basically um (laughs) I used 
I used to have these nightmares and there was this doll in my mom's room and it was like this stunning geisha and um, it was beside the bed and I used to have dreams that she'd try and kill me the whole time and Holy shit. mom was getting rid of it recently and I was like I'll take her <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of like I don't know if I'm like you know um, kind of like reclaiming or are you going to turn or, a room in in your house into like the Warren's room where you just have yeah. like all these messed up toys and dolls that you're like, I own you, Nate, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking if I am, um, I'm thinking if, if I do kind of, I'm thinking of putting her into the um, podcast room. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we can just start adding in our own terrifying things. Oh, and then could you imagine like if we were there was one day that we were like recording and then like we take a break and then she's all like, I'm going to kill you all. And I'm going to sabotage these cows podcast. Fuck sake, it's made of shit I've had to listen to all these months. <laughs> See? Yeah. We just hear this doll going, you're not as funny as you think. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Actually, you had sent me on a podcast to listen to today about one of the um one of the one of your I'm topics, talk yeah. About. And um, the intro to there is like the music, but mm. it, like at one stage, did somebody like whisper at the very at end, the very like, end, I'm going to kill you or something? Yeah. Like that. yeah. First time I heard that, I was just like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> Hello? He's going to yeah. kill me? Okay. I mean, a lot of people want to kill me, but like seriously, I didn't <laughs> think I'd hear it in my headphones. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> cool thanks the threats coming from inside your head yeah Mm -hmm. so also what we the two of us were looked into was like various haunted or possessed items um and like what we also looked into was kind of like the story about them and were they attached to any films um I feel I would be remiss if I didn't give like an honorary mention to the film Cabin in the Woods Mm -hmm. where the basement scene of it it's just got this whole collection of items and all the like the the well they were teenagers late teens or college kids had to go through them and it's it's a moment it's one of the most paused moments throughout that film is when the guys who work in the admin side have all their bets put on as to what yeah. entity is going to be the one killing the the college kids and um so what I was more interested in is what item links in with what um movie what entity yeah okay. um and so I got a few of them so you have the diary of patience Buckner from the Buckner redneck zombie family who was actually the item that then it got read yes. from and then invoked the family there is also um, a conch shell which would have invoked the merman who the character Hadley I love that character he desperately wanted someone to pick the merman <laughs> so for once and he was like down and they're like don't worry maybe next time they'll pick yours and when it was the merman who killed him and he's like oh come on it was just it was oh, such poetic justice yes um what else did we have there was a puzzle sphere which was not unlike the one from Hellraiser that would have invoked Fornicus Lord of Bondage and Pain I love that title. I'm like, when we do a live show, I'm like, don't call me your drag I'm, name. <laughs> I'm Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. <laughs> um, and then there was also a music box that would have invoked the Sugar Plum Fairy and a unicorn oh. tapestry that would have also invoked a unicorn, which I personally would have loved to have seen a unicorn going on a murder spree. I think I'd really like the Sugar Plum Fairy. Yes. Could hmm. you just imagine? It's like, 
I'm a sugar plum bear. And he's only like two foot tall. And at first he just, you know, cuts your Achilles. So you fall down to the ground and then he just stabs, 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 stabs. Ah. You've thought of this. I actually haven't. It's scary how <laughs> quickly that came to me. Um. Oh God. So I loved how that film just kind of used all the tropes of the haunted items in the heart, like, and spun it around that it had a greater meaning to save the world from the old gods. Yeah. Uh, so just... Yeah, I absolutely just love the idea of each one had a meaning and had something tied. So without further ado, let us speak about our own haunted objects. And what was your first one? So my first one was Robert the Doll. It's probably one of the most Mm. well-known kind of creepy doll ones other than Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, sorry to interrupt, but the reality of... Annabelle the real doll the raggedy Ann doll that's exactly what I was just about to say yeah reminded me of Bosco Ireland's version of Annabelle yeah and I'd actually be more afraid if some haunted doll just came out to you in the, like three o'clock in the middle of the night the, hello boys and girls I'm like fucking burn it what's behind the door it's <laughs> like <mother. laughs> it's just I could, I'd actually be terrified if, saw, if I saw a haunted Bosco film where he just got possessed and ooh, he uses the hand, he possesses the person holding him and then goes on a killing spree that way. And it's like, this has to be done. Bosco talking through. Yeah. This has to be done. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get our people to We're recording now. Bosco's I put, people. Yeah, I put the rights down on it. That was brilliant. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Roberto. Bloody Bosco. Okay. Mm. So Robert the doll. There's, I would say, there's conflicting kind of ideas of where Robert the doll came from. Mm. But really, the most kind of told story is that Robert the doll, the doll was given to the child by a servant in the house. Yeah. Now, somebody has also said that. The, this was and it was something that we had spoken about during the zombie kind of uh, movies where we didn't really look at the very early zombie movies where it was just kind of almost blatant racism where they were like oh it's voodoo and therefore mm-hmm. so there has been talk about this idea that it came from a servant and it was cursed that that was actually just one of those things that they would almost go to during this time and it was just a racist kind of assumption and yeah. thought. And um, there's also thought that it was given to Robert, um, the child, not the doll, by his grandfather. And it was bought from a um, a museum, not a museum, a, a factory over in Germany. And that he mm-hmm. went to this production factory. He found the doll. It was actually always destined to be just in the window. It wasn't supposed to be resold as like this toy. Why that matters, I don't know. Maybe he was just pissed off because he had This to is say. a display doll, not a plain doll. You can't <laughs> use me. And then he just got really angry and was like, I was set on a life of just being adored. I had my chair picked. Didn't have to do anything. And now you're making me do shit. Um, so possibly that's where his anger comes from. Um, and he was brought home and he was presented to the grandson, um, Robert. So he, Robert then became like absolutely enamored with this doll, like was absolutely obsessed with him, played with him loads. Anything went, that went wrong was always Robert's fault. 
Oh, yeah. Robert also changed his name to Jean. To Jean. To Jean. Okay. So there's talks, again, kind of conflicting. When you look at it in some places, it, they talk about Robert or Jean, as his family called him, or other places will say that the little boy, after he got Robert the doll, turned around and said, I'm changing my name to Jean. The mother was like, Why? And he was like, yeah. And did the family like call him Gene? Did that stick? Yeah. Well, you see, it seems like some people say that he was Gene anyway, because he was Robert Eugene Otto. Oh, right? okay. so that kind of does make sense. So then he called his doll Robert right after himself. Mm-hmm. So there was conversation. There's a thing that he was always Gene or. Once he got the he got the doll, he became Jean. His mom was like, "Why do you want to go to Jean?" And he was like, "Because Robert told me." And she was all like, "All right, okay." Red flag number one. Red fucking flag. So one night, um, the family are all in bed and they hear Jean start to scream. Mm-hmm. They go to the room. There's shit all over the room. It's crazy. And he comes back and he's like, "What do I know?" Do you know, I didn't do it, it was Robert. I <laughs> am. Um, so this is all these kind of strange things started to happen. The little boy. In fairness, it's all stuff that could definitely have been Gene. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The moving of stuff and the, um, the bedroom being torn upside down and everything. And then it goes, but they go on to say that they could hear the child having conversations with the doll. And they would hear the doll reply in a very kind of husky and rattly kind Mm. of old man's voice. Hard for children to be able to recreate. Very hard for children to recreate. I would say that as well. Definitely. Um, Now, he's currently... So he was... He was um, responding and then the parents died. He grew up and Jean always kept this doll. Oh, Um, creepy. Yeah. And then he passed away and his wife was left looking after the doll and she was like, hell to the fuck no. Yeah. This is just weird. She moves back to Paris. She leaves the doll in the um, attic of the house that she sells. So the doll now becomes like the possession of the next house owner so the child of the next house a wee girl goes off mm-hmm. finds the doll and it's immediately is like this is a bad doll this doll smart girl any good intention see that's the difference that's a girl she yeah. knows she knows she was just like no way absolutely <laughs> not get it out of me sight so at the moment robert the doll is held in key west is it oh florida yeah 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 i think so yeah. Um, so it's in a museum at the moment and he is in a glass case box. You can't touch the doll. You can't do anything. Um, but if you want to take a photo of Robert, you uh-huh. must ask permission. If you don't. From Robert or yes. the museum? Oh, 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 okay. You must say, hi, Robert. Yo. Bam, bam, day out. Can I take a photo? Selfie. <laughs> If you don't, like really bad stuff is going to happen to you. And like, all right, all receives letters from people apologizing <laughs> because they didn't take photos and subsequently bad things started to happen. 
Oh, so if you mistreat him or like slag him off. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Out of the museum. Again, is that just people also convinced? I've taken a day trip out and then is the minute I I, I slagged off this doll because it looked weird and then a bird shit on me the minute I step outside. Oh God, it's the curse of Robert. Robert. Yeah. It's Roberto. It is. It truly is. So that is Robert the doll. Mm-hmm. I think there there was a movie called The Boy. Now, the mm. first one, not about this. <laughs> but the yeah. second one, there is a doll. And, and, and like there is the doll in the first film. I have only watched the first. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's it. They're like, oh, it's it's this. You have to mind our boy. And it's a porcelain doll. And you're like, eh. but it's really a inside the walls, which was a great twist. Such a good film. Then they like why I didn't watch the second one was because they decided to just shit all over the first film. And be like, no, it is a possessed doll after all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange one. Um, I did watch it. Katie Holmes was in it. And I feel... What do you think? Yeah, it was grand. It was grand possessed. Doll. Doll. Run in the mill. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know. Anything different about it at all? Anything that might make it stand out? Like, what's it about? Sorry, you were about to say and I probably just... No, no. Like, God, it's a while since I watched it. I think they possibly move out somewhere. The parents are having a fractured relationship. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get along um he goes out to the woods there's a weird guy there i think mm-hmm. he the, the young boy digs up the doll the mother is kind of like right okay he doesn't have any friends here let him be friends with um, the doll mm-hmm. then the doll um starts to do stuff and then the little boy is all like it's not me it's the doll she oh yeah, like, yeah you're an idiot it's absolutely you and then she <laughs> figures out that actually it is the doll and then the husband's like you're both idiots of course <laughs> it's the child um so it kind of is it's the usual kind of you know it's not you it's not the doll it's you yeah they, they play that for a while and turns out it's the doll <laughs> shock her <laughs> Yeah, where they flip it, where it was like they like you were led to believe that people were believing that it was the doll in the first mm-hmm. one, but really it's not. It's just yes. someone moving the doll. Um yeah. and then it's oh in this one, it's it's the reverse where they immediately always think, no, it's it's gotta be everything else bar the doll. Yeah. But you see, kids always do say shit like that. Like, do you know what I mean? I remember my cousin telling me before, and she was like, Oh, you know. Well, Billy said something and I was like, who's Billy? And she was like, our friend who lives in our grannies. And I was like, oh, okay. And then her sister was like, don't tell her. And I was like, don't tell me what. And they were like, (laughs) I was like, oh, where does Billy live? And blah, blah, blah. And how do you know Billy? And who's Billy? And she was like, oh, Billy doesn't have any parents. And I was like, why? And Billy's parents are in jail. And I was like, why are Billy's parents in jail? Billy's parents. All logical questions. Because... They killed Billy. And I was like, oh, okay. oh right. So How old were you when this was being said to you? Like the girls are like in secondary school and stuff now. So like, um, I'd say it would have been, it would have still been in my teens, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just quite funny. And <laughs> like one of them was like, you can't tell her. And the, the younger was like, but Billy said, I can tell Grace. And I was like, oh God. I should be flattered or terrified. <laughs> He's taking his shine to me. Oh, crap. The entity loves me. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, kids do. They yeah, like, and it, they're, they're like all of me is kind of like, you know, the, yeah. kids just do that. But like, I kind of put it off like that because more of me is like, it's because they actually are in tune, and she definitely was talking to Billy, and it's really fucking scary, and I don't want to think about that. Oh yeah, yeah. it's easier just to imagine in real life that mm-hmm. is. Um, it, it, it is just an you know made up it's an imaginary thing because they you're like, saw some sort of movie that they shouldn't have seen and heard something from school from an older sibling from someone else and then they pass it on about yeah absolutely like so much easier to believe that um but yeah yeah mm. scary and mm. interesting mm. what was the one you've looked at so I took a big object to hit first and I was looking at haunted houses okay. um, because just, you know, I was like, it, it's, a, it's a great topic. Um, so like historically with haunted houses, mm-hmm. um, back in the day, most people would die. In, and I'm talking hundreds of years ago, most people would die in their homes. Um, so whether, the, you know, it's something from as grand as a castle or a mansion down to like a shithole hovel of a house, people <laughs> died. A lot of people died in their homes. There weren't hospitals really back then. You had physicians would come to your house. Like, um, so it, it was always believed that homes were natural places that ghosts would haunt, especially the bedroom, because it's most places where people would die. Um, and also many houses gained a reputation for being haunted after they were empty or derelict. You know, like as a child, you see that empty house and you're like, oh, there's ghosts there. Yeah. And really, it's just the same. The teenagers knacker drinking and breaking bottles. That's not a ghost. It's just. Do you remember ghost. the haunted house? Oh, by us. It was. I don't think so. I don't think. I, is that where it was past all the fields? Yeah. Like, around? Yeah. See, I never got to go to that one at all. Really? I didn't even know there was. No. And I didn't even know there was a house there. Oh, it was like this really old kind of like just where I grew up. There's loads of estates beside us now, but mm. before there was none. It was just and all fields, yeah. Possibly the kind of Bar Rosevale, the the next kind of house housing estate, even though yours isn't an estate estate, mm-hmm. but would have been you guys. And um there was this field and if you went through the next field at the top was like this old Irish little cottage that was like mm-hmm. totally dilapidated and um like somebody had painted red on the walls and we were like it's blood <laughs> we're always convinced that it was this haunted yeah we place. we were messed up kids from young everything was death and blood yeah. and not just graffiti yeah oh yeah no no, there couldn't. It always had to be sinister. Yeah, no, that that's that's how we are, and that's why we have this great show going right now because everything is death and ghosts. That's how we're here today. Yeah. Um. So according to Owen Davis, who's a paranormal historian, who if I could have known that in college I could have taken a paranormal history, I'd mean like, get me up there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So he said, if people were to film in space then external forces would move in. So he's kind of like, that was the the thought frame for people that like leave a house empty enough and supernatural forces are just going to like move in suitcases, put a few mm-hmm. throw pillows around the place, get a new set of curtains and it's there. So forget about it. Um, But like the idea about haunted houses, I think for ghost stories and in films is that it's, <clears throat> there are so many rooms that they the entity can kind of like attack you in that it's not just 
something's coming for you but if you go out of there you're fine there's like and also the fact that like your home is your refuge it's your safe place to go to that that is now under attack and the one place where you were going to for safety just it's not there for you and then just personally as a reason why I picked the haunted house was because myself and my husband feel like as if our home too is haunted but not by anything from inside the house but from the threat of shitty noisy neighbors and in the sense of like with the haunted house where it comes at night and you can't relax the noises that come from them are mainly from the evening and at nighttime and we find it hard to sleep for fear of another noise coming <laughs> and uh, somehow I feel like as if this is going to take a little bit more than a young priest and an old priest to solve this problem for us yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm fully convinced that my house is actually just haunted. Yeah, you you've got a you've got a lot of shit going on in your house. Yeah. A little boy has just been staring in areas of the house. And mm. especially today. And then when I was setting up all this, Warren's lamp just fell like out of nowhere in front of me. And I'm just like, ugh. I text my sister Alex the last day. I was like, I'm just after possibly I text quite a few people about this but I think I'm just after walking by my room and there was somebody standing in my room and nobody else is here actually I text Amy (laughs) Amy was like do you need me to come over and I was like no it's fine like there's there's nothing but then when I showed Warren I was like oh my god this is where it was (laughs) in fairness then I kind of got spooked by my own shadow while standing there and I was like oh maybe it was just my shadow and I saw it in the corner of my eye but like was like and you know when you kind of go oh I thought I saw something mm-hmm. like I actually jumped off the floor when I went by because it looked like somebody was standing I, up against yeah. the wall one leg up to the wall on their phone and checking their phone oh yeah and I was like what the fuck and I proper yeah. jumped and yeah. Like, yeah 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 and um, so yeah and then Alex was like well I've always thought your house was haunted like, oh thanks cheers how old is your house questions like not that old i'd say like 30 30 or 40 years old at most where yeah, it I built maybe like, like the 20. 80s yeah like... see i'm not this good that this great with this far side of town yeah so um like yeah because ours was built in the 2000s as well yeah yeah possibly possibly <laughs> uh, and you've got also like the neighbors who are also what was it the help oh, me signs or stuff yeah, so our neighbours um, moved out and the house has since been just kind of left. Is it being unoccupied? Yeah. <laughs> but not really because signs have appeared written in the the steam, I suppose, up on the, the fog on the windows every morning or for a while. No, like we drove up one day and help me was written on the window. Oh, just yes. And then the normal signs. Like... And then I think it was gone and then it was back. But in fairness, the windows are really dirty. And I think it was just kids. Yeah, I suppose it's one of those where it was, did you guys check to see was it on the inside or outside? No. no. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to have gotten no. close to it. And it was funny because my sister, Virginia, she's like really kind and nice. She was like, like, did you call the guards? Like, <laughs> do, do you know that nobody actually needed help? And I was like, no <laughs> and she was like why what if like somebody's actually in there and I was like there's nobody in there like if someone was truly that. trapped in there I'd right I would have already thrown an item of furniture through the window to get out yeah and I'm kind of like but if there is like a ghost in there saying help me now I'm more scared I don't know no I'm, I'm not I'm not the kind of person who's going to help a ghost out nope 
nope, no three bobs no i am okay um so back to haunted houses uh, in films um so the the <laughs> ghost mine no no um because yeah let's just change that topic for you now get you get you back into the whole imaginary world and i keep waking up at two or three in the morning this <gasps> week oh so i feel it's this topic i think this topic has just gone into my head because then i googled it and mm-hmm. then it was like waking up at two or three in the morning means that somebody is intensely watching you and i was like Ew. 3 a.m <laughs> is like the bewitching hour like the cats do be in and out of the room Ah, uh, what was it? Um, I work in the hospital and um, on the old side of the ward, I started to notice that one by one, all the old clocks are stopped at a quarter past three. It's either quarter past three or just, no, three o'clock. Oh yeah, because it's, yeah, it's three o'clock. And um, I once said it to someone who was working there beside me. I'm like, did you notice that like on every floor on the old side of the hospital, all the old clocks are stuck at three and um, nobody had... Like, uh, they were like, oh, so they are. And I was like, mm, is this like some maintenance thing where they're all in the same way or are they stuck like that? Or Because, you know, they say it's just like 3, 3 a.m. It's yeah. it is the bewitching hour. And I'm like, why is it? Like, I would not want to be on the old section of the hospital where the clocks are stuck at three o'clock. Yeah. Actually, I just wouldn't want to be in the hospital anyway. Yeah. Um, But normally, like when... Um, no I'm going back to the film when the haunted houses it's usually they they are haunted because perhaps someone died in the house or died in the land around the house from many a year ago or it's like being built on an Indian burial ground um, or some other kind of burial ground like in the poltergeist where they quote unquote moved the graveyard and then built a house on top of it but what they really did was just they removed the tombstones and kept the graves in the land built a house on top of it and then all these spirits were possessing the house and attacking everyone and then stole the daughter. Um, and then it culminated when um, the mother fell into the land that was, I believe it was meant to be for the swimming pool. And then all these skeletons Ooh. had started to pop out. But what's a really weird bit of trivia from that film was that they had used real human skeletons in that scene uh, because they were cheaper than getting at the time to get um like say your body was donated to science all that sort of stuff it was cheaper for them to get real skeletons than prosthetic plastic skeletons for that film to be fair did they not read their own script we see as an like for the actress i'd say she didn't know until like they let that like the producers and like the the people who bought that yeah but it's like it's crazy just it's you're the person who works like for the props department you have a budget of x and you like get me some skeletons and then you probably just go into like your schools and like i'll buy this off you for however much dollars and then they're like no it costs really so much money they're like do you know what's cheaper i'm gonna go into a medical laboratory or to a hospital and ask you got any skeletons floating about and that was cheaper i just think it's it's to me it's one of the most unsettling things about that film knowing it afterwards yeah and you're just like yeesh and then you have a time when the house could become haunted when you bring in an item that itself is haunted and thus the house then becomes haunted. Yeah. Um, and then it would terrorize the occupants. And I discovered a situation in real life where this had happened to a family. Um, you have the, Tal- the Tallman family in 1986 bought secondhand bunk beds for the young kids when they moved house. Um, however, they seem to have bought more than just the bunk beds. They've got an entity for free with it that te- 
Yeah. That terror for months, they began seeing strange shapes in their home, hearing voices that didn't belong to any of them and fighting with like clock radios that kept changing the channels by themselves and furniture that would move when no one was looking. And then they'd also start to see an apparition of an old woman that appeared without warning in the house. So after like six months of this, they were absolutely sick of it. They'd had enough and they brought the bunk beds to a landfill where they were just a landfill where they were just like, either destroyed or buried underneath there for like no one to touch nothing could get built upon from it and then like so they moved in by 86 by 88 they moved they were just gone they couldn't stay in that house even after that had happened yeah and I think it was just ruined for them but like none of the occupants since then have ever said that there was ever any supernatural events happening in the house but um I just feel like as if it's it's another one of those you know you might think you're getting a bargain Mm-hmm. when you're getting a secondhand item for beware that could be a possessed sofa you've just bought off done deal oh god actually i wonder if that's something that someone would specifically sell if they're selling haunted items on etsy and ebay would you also like be selling haunted furniture and how do you know i suppose how would you know it's haunted how do you know anything's haunted i suppose how do you know how do you yeah. know yeah. Um, and then I just wanted to do a quick wrap up of my haunted houses by just listing off some of our famous haunted houses. So you have the DeFeo House, also the Lutz House in Amityville, New York, um, Borley Rectory in England, the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. You know, that was that house where the woman was, she had inherited, she was the Winchester Rifle um, descendant. And yes. because of all the people who were killed by Winchester guns, she built a room on in the house and she couldn't stop building it because the room of everyone who had died as a result of the guns yeah so cool house just to see in general um terrible film um the idea yeah oh oh god no 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 i watched it and i really wanted it to be good and then i was like wanted it to be good yeah yeah. we i mean you could give it a watch but i just thought it was a waste of a film a waste of potential especially when you got helen mirren in like she can do no wrong and evidently she can well, no, it was the story. The story was just shite. So, yeah. Um, and then we have Corvin Castle in Romania, whose former occupant and ghost is Vlad Tepes. Uh, so I would like to give that a go. So I'm like, when we do our tour of Transylvania, I'll be like, yeah. we're going to Corvin Castle. I'm there. I'm there. It has yes. to be during the day, but I'm there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I remember, Um, I don't think it was, it might have been Corbin Castle or it might have just been another castle of Vlad Tepes's, but it was um, a Dracula like Halloween competition where you could only around Halloween do they turn this castle into like a hotel where people would run in and you'd be able to stay there and sleep the night and you know go on and I'm like that's great until you realize I suppose a castle is going to be bloody freezing yeah um, and yeah so there we have a list of haunted houses slash castles and uh yeah i just thought i know it's like there's you can get lost in the idea of this and it's, it's a very big thing but and it is one of the biggest tropes of horror movies um, yeah but that's just why i thought i'd look into it also <laughs> there was something i was reading up that like the, when people think that their house is haunted it might just be carbon monoxide poisoning oh or, god yeah yeah you're hallucinating from that um or it could also be you've recently painted your house and it's the fumes from the paint is making you hallucinate. There you go now. So there were a few things, you know, 
get a carbon monoxide alarm people and ventilate your home after painting and then your house just might not be haunted could you imagine if like they come in they'd be like oh yeah no I have just been consistently painting for the last year <laughs> yeah I'm about to be redecorating the house kind of giving it a lick paint and I'm like so if I start saying it's haunted that's some good paint I'm gonna be like it is it is yeah. get out <laughs> shy <Shine> idiot <laughs> Okay, so my next one is one, it's kind of like a modern day um, haunting, mm-hmm. object haunting oh, yeah. kind of thing, I suppose. So have you heard of the Crone Statue of Catskills? No. So the Crone Statue of Catskills is this creepy motherfucking looking thing. And it's like this wooden kind of carved um, statue. And it has nails driven into its eyes. Oh. And it has a noose around its neck. Google it. So, yeah, I'm just about to do it now. The Crone. So Crone Statue of Catskills. Oh, ooh, yes. Oh my God. Oh, it's so freaky looking. Yes. So basically, this was actually found in um, in a cave uh-huh. by two hikers, which again, don't go hiking. Yeah, they exercise find is bad everything. for you. Yeah, like, the bodies, just, the, the everything. Yeah. You either become the body or you find the body. Yeah, or you find this, yeah. which is just wrong. So they basically, they're on their um, hiking trail. They go into a, a cave. They find this like inside the cave. One of them is like, they're both kind of like, wow, that's really weird. And um, one of them is smart and is like, should leave that there. Let mm-hmm. go. The other one's like, I'm going to take this home. <laughs> decides to take it out of the cave and bring it to their home. So the person who didn't take it home was absolutely fine, unfazed, nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. The person who did take it home turned out that they were having some kind of paranormal activities happening at night. Ooh. One being that they would smell really strong pond water in oh. their place. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminded me of, do you remember that in Rosevale there was like this little swamp that you See, could go to? Yeah, a lot of the houses out in Drogheda, when they built them, uh, funny enough, myself and my husband, we were thinking of, thanks to our our shitty neighbours, we were contemplating the ideas of moving from time to time. A lot of Drogheda is built on a marshland area. Mm -hmm. And when it rains, they all flood from the ground up. So um, funny, we were just talking about that, that like there's another Mm -hmm. estate, you know, um, Five Oaks. That's And if that rains, you're fucked. And I, so we were thinking of like Xing out estates where we can't move to. Yeah, I didn't know that that was one of them as well. Well, but there there was like a proper little, and again, we used to venture there when we were younger and it would like be known as the swamp and stuff like that. And that's exactly what I thought of when I heard that. We're off to the old swamp. We're going to the swamp. Um. So yeah, this guy kept kind of getting this really strong pond smell in his house. Um, his dog for three nights in a row wet himself in the house this is really unusual the dog would never go to the bathroom inside the house at all and he could start he was hearing stuff kind of falling and knocking and stuff like that 
So one night he decides um, he, he can't get to sleep. Um, he's really worried about this. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the cinema and he decides he's just going to forget it all. Yeah. Goes to the cinema. He comes back. There's no smell. Seems fine. He's like, okay, maybe it's just overreacting, kind of overthinking this. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he would um, just head to bed for the night. And then the smell began again. And then at three in the morning came See, three in the morning, three knocks on the door. All the threes, all the threes. So he t- tells it out of the house. He's like, absolutely no fucking way. Arrives to the friend's house and is like, man, this is what's happening. And they put it online. And I think it was kind of like a Reddit thing. Ah. And then somebody from the traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult contacted them and were like we'll take it do you know legit or not I'd be happy someone to be willing to take it off my exactly hands. so they were like <laughs> work away no but so they sent it over and the um the guy who runs the museum he runs it with his wife so he put up a kind of a blurb about it um a wee, wee while later and they were saying that like they really do believe that it is haunted and um they kind of said that one of the reasons why was when they brought it in on the first day a cross fell off um the wall and it broke and then there was the pond smell again mm-hmm. body like footprints um and they could hear things moving around so he decides that he's going to kind of what you would do to any kind of entity or any kind of thing that you want to expel out of your life, you scold it. You tell uh-huh. it, uh, 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 not in my house, not <laughs> under the my roof. If you're living in my house, you're living by my roof. Give it a slap on its nose. Exactly. So then it turns out that this is actually when the crone statue of the Catskills like started to do like house chores, like <laughs> washing up, changing the beds. They actually all get on really well. They're now polyamorous. It's beautiful. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately that didn't happen at all. Um, also. Yeah. The entity decided wasn't having any of that. Um, and the, it, the minute the, the husband had stopped kind of the, rant and was like you know you can either stay here and respect my rules or you can get out <laughs> <laughs> they, his wife started to hear um water running in the house so they went to go and check the water running in the house there was nothing there they came back they heard a thud the uh, statue was now under the tv now at this stage i was kind of like water running tv oh yeah are we talking about Samara from the ring somebody (laughs) coming out so he looks under the t the um he looks under the like the stand that the tv's on so he can try and grab the um statue and then the wife like jumps over and like you know catches the tv because it was just about to fall on your man's head good catch um yeah so very much a haunted object one of the cool things but also highly stupid things, I feel, is this kind of comes into a very modern way of cataloging for a museum. Uh-huh. So they decided they wanted a 3D catalogue 
of their cursed objects. <laughs> so, like, how do you... <laughs> it's really just, I feel I'm kind of like, right, okay, so you're just multiplying the issue. Yeah. You oh, my God. So they've and decided, you've logged all your issues now as well. You've logged all your issues. But basically, they, they recreated this statue so that they could have this physical, actual uh, log of their cursed objects. So uh, when they were doing it, they started to have loads of technical difficulties and they feel that possibly this is the... You think? Yeah, that this is the curse. And he said, like, the guy who runs the museum was like, I probably should have thought of that before, but, you know. <laughs> Why is that 2020? I'm so silly. Um, but I did, I looked at, I listened to um, a video on it um, on YouTube. And the guy was saying, like, do you think it, every time you recreate it, does it dilute the curse? Mm-hmm. Or does it magnify it? Does it like Ooh. become another one for it? Mm-hmm. Um, so would you, he asked this question as well, would you recreate something that you felt was haunted or cursed? Again, I'm just going to say no. Mm. No. Um, you know, I, I would have the belief that I'd love to, no, I'd love to, but I'd wonder if these things are real and so I'm not like closing my mind off to it at all or else I wouldn't have this interest in supernatural stuff like we do but I also don't want I like watching and hearing stories and reading up on things but I don't want to invite them into my house yes so I'd I'd, you know I would be skeptical about some things but also at the same time I'm like are you mad it's like you with the Ouija board it's just Mm -hmm. well also you know you had you you had tried it in the past whereas I hadn't but still it's just yeah but it wasn't real what we did Oh, yeah. But it's one of those ones where I'm like, who would intentionally mm-hmm. put this upon themselves? And that's why I'm just like, you know what? No, no, it's OK. And I kind of feel as well, like there is a part of us that is healthily skeptical and stuff like this. But this person genuinely owns a museum dedicated mm. to paranormal and occult objects. So obviously fully believes well, we've, I suppose, in our lives, we've never come across anything or or had anything. Yeah. Uh, apart from so the goings on in your house. For me, I'm kind of like, for us to do it, you could be like, say you were naive enough to go, well, I didn't really think it was actually haunted. But this person genuinely owns this because he fully believes it's haunted. Yeah. And like, really, you're just asking for it. Yeah. You're giving it the power to yeah. haunt you. Like, how dare you? yeah Tilly and everything yeah <laughs> that some objects they just don't want to be scanned you know they just don't want to be scanned don't you take me into the 21st yeah. century I just don't want to be scanned like just leave me alone like mm-hmm. so yeah that is crazy oh so, no and after like looking it up I'm just like could you imagine you're just going on a leisurely hike you're like oh look cool cave let's take a walk in enough you know to get dark real quick but then you see that it's like if you see any sign of life and it could just be someone a homeless person god love them is just sleeping there for a few nights until they figure something out because it's covering them from the elements but if you see like a sleeping bag or a bit of food wrappers or that someone was there I immediately just get scared yes I don't know why but like if you see because of the exorcist 
because of everything we've seen ever before. And yeah. it's, it's absolutely because of the Blair Witch Project. And it's mm-hmm. also because that's creepy as fuck. Those things belong in movies like The Exorcist. Yeah. Like the Blair Witch Project. But you find those out. Like, mm-hmm. like the isn't, oh yeah like isn't there an island somewhere and i want to say that it's in like the one of the pacific islands like it's in an asian near an asian country it's one of the small islands but they've got like it's just an island full of dolls like Ooh. yeah and i and i know i've read it somewhere in a camp but there's like they've all got like their bloody head shaves and everything like that it's just creepy looking dolls and i don't know whether it was like a girl died on the island or something like that, or she drowned, and it's like the the dolls were there as a offering to her, you know, sad story she died. But it's just oh. the island is now full of these dolls. That's terrifying. And yeah, yeah, and you're like, I'm sure at one time it was a nice idea and a nice gift. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, now the looking back on it, you're just aged, and yeah, forty plus years later, you're like, oh no, this is nightmare fuel. Yeah. No, I don't like it. No, no, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say no. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and another item I would say a healthy no to would be a dibuk box. Yes. So I had, uh, I'm going to talk about it just a little bit at the end of it, but there was, I think the first time I ever came across a dibuk box was I, I feel like as if I did watch it, but I don't know if I watched it all. There was a 2012 film called The Possession. Yeah. With, yeah, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because, you know, I will watch anything with him in it. He's, he's nice. He's a bit of all right. He's nice. He's nice. Um, so, yeah, I watched that. And I remember, like, the part where the girl had bought the box from, like, a yard sale or something like that. And and then I I think I might have zoned out or, or maybe gave up on it. But like, I never read into them and they're very interesting. So it goes back to Jewish folklore and a Dibbuk is a dark spirit that takes over the bodies of living people and uses them for evil. And legend has it that a Dibbuk can be trapped inside of a box and prevented from causing trouble unless the box happens to get open and then the spirit would come out and immediately possess whoever opened it. Mm -hmm. So um, there are many Dybbuk boxes. I saw plenty of them on eBay and Etsy. And I was like, who the fuck would buy one? Who the fuck indeed? Apparently, um, an antique dealer. uh, So Kevin Manis is an antique dealer. And he bought the box. Now, the box that originally was owned by a lady who had survived a concentration camp from World War II. Mm -hmm. She lived up until the ripe old age of 103. Um, Now, the granddaughter of the woman, I think was the one who was selling it. And she said she was terrified of it. Uh, it always gave her the creeps. It looks like it, it was a case that looked like as if it was used to like house wine. It's got like grapes on the outside of it. Yeah. yeah. And the granddaughter was like, oh, my grandma told me not to open it, that it's got a demon in it or a dibuk in it. And just don't touch it. Don't mess with it. So somehow this ended up for sale. And Kevin was like, Oh, I'm totally going to She sold it. Why oh, yeah, yeah. Why? Burn it. Why? Burn it. Why don't cleanse with fire, people? I say that at least once a week. Like, um, apparently the grandmother asked for it to be buried with her, but that was against oh, their religion, right? Oh. So, like, why not fucking bury it somewhere else? Yeah, because, yeah, it's it's like later on, someone, one of the owners of it does bury it, like lines it in gold and buries it. Oh, something He got information from a rabbi as to how to, like, and then they yeah. dig it up. If you find, <laughs> if you find a dirt box and you knew it was lined with gold, would you open it? 
oh hell yeah I'd be like cash for gold I'd fuck the Dybbuk box back in the like woo, the, woo. wherever it came from I'm like I'm just here for the gold motherfucker um so Kevin ends up happily taking the box uh, I think in the time he was like I'm going to use it as a wine box he and even though they're like don't open it it's a divot box and and um, so in the short time he had it because he had intended to always give it to his mom as a present even though they warned him mm-hmm. that it houses a divot and do not open it um, and he's like, bitch, I don't care about whatever you say. I'm going to give this to my mom as a birthday present. So was he had it in his house for a while, um, he was like starting to have all these physical reactions. He was getting these terrifying nightmares where an old hag was attacking him and he'd wake up with bruises. And he was just general things were going strange around the house and he wasn't feeling well. What does he do? You say he no, no, he doesn't get rid of it. No, 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 no. He Still gives it to his mom. Of course. Shortly after she received it, the mother had a stroke. And yeah. she'd recovered well enough to tell the son, take this the fuck back. She said, there's bad energy from it. I felt like as if they were willing badness on me and I got the stroke and I was looking. She said she was in the room with the box when she had the stroke and she felt like as if something from the box was looking at her. As she, This is the worst thing about being in a stroke is that she knew she could sense everything that was happening in yes. her body she was yeah. awake for she was conscious and she was aware that she felt like something was looking at her mm-hmm. so the son takes the box back does he get rid of it this time no he gives it to his sister to watch after it and then she promptly after a while gave it back to him because she was like it wouldn't stay closed every time he closed it it opens and she was like fuck that shit she gave it back to him kevin then finally does not destroy it but then like the granddaughter sells it and then it arrives after a few weeks or days or whatever it arrives back up on his door with a note saying that this is bad energy like etc etc this is a whole load of bollocks and just left it on his door so he put it up for sale again and 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 missouri medical center museum guy he's the director of it uh jason i think his name was he decided to buy it and the same thing happened to him. He was being attacked in his nightmares by this old hag. He was waking up bruised. He had bleeding from the eyes. He had rashes. He had everything. So Jason decides basic uh, advice from a rabbi. He obviously knew enough about a dibuk to know it's from Jewish folklore. Mm-hmm. And he, so he went to get an, uh, advice from a rabbi. And he's like, what do we do with it? And he said, build an ark. Then within that ark, line it with gold, put the dibuk into it and bury it. And he did that. And from the article I was reading, I think it was actually written by Zach Bagan, who has his haunted museum. Zach ended up, or Jason ended up selling it to Zach, but not before. Opened it up to see what was inside of it and also brought Kevin back to see the box to see what his reaction would be. All hell no options to me anyway. So what? when they opened it up, they found a dried rose two coins from the 1920s, a small gold kibbish wine goblet, two locks of hair. And oh, you see, it's the hair. Yeah. The fucking hair. Now, this is something. There was an octopus-legged candlestick holder called a Shabbat. I just I just think that's deadly. I'd like that yeah. for my house. Yeah. Um, and an engraving of the word Shalom, which means peace in Hebrew. Obviously, maybe they put that in as a like little tie it all in. Maybe this is nice. But it's like, 
when you find hair or if they have your baby's first tooth and all that yeah. and then I don't know why you want to keep that in the first place because like 20 years later or only you're like your 18th or your 21st birthday here's your hair and teeth no thank you no thank you no thank you no thank you so Zach who now owns the Dibbuk he has it housed in a glass case uh, and again it's in his, his haunted museum for the world to see and I didn't go into it but I know the I want to say he's a rapper or is he a pop star Post Malone mm-hmm. um, I'm just like yes that man who works for the postal service <laughs> Mr Malone Mr Post Malone uh, he went to go see it for what music Oh, I think I've heard it on the radio. I want to say, I think I've heard that a nice song was done by him. So fair mm-hmm. play to him. Um, and yeah, so I think something happened to him where he was again feeling unwell and something physically happened to him. But uh, in the article, because it's written by Zach, he's like, so my good close personal friend, Post Malone. And I'm like, bollocks. This guy came on your show for a bit of crack and he's now your best bud. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, again, that's what I mean. When- when the article is written by the man who owns it, you're like, uh-huh. yeah, I'll believe that. Um, so then I, I ha- again, I feel in the film, The Possession, but um, it is about a broken family who come under attack from a malevolent supernatural entity of Jewish folklore. So again, attacking a broken family, like hitting people when they're vulnerable, emotionally, yeah. I feel. That's yeah. how these things seem to get in. yeah. So in this situation, there are the parents divorce and a young girl purchases an ornate antique box at a yard sale. In the weeks that follow, the young girl forms an intense fixation on the box. Her behavior grows increasingly bizarre and she falls into the grip of a diabolical apparition. When the girl's father discovers that the relic is in fact holding is the holding cell for a disconnected soul of a deceased person who has been denied entry into the afterlife and that it needs human hosts to inhabit. He fights to rid her of the evil that threatens to consume her body and soul. And I think I also read up that it's like the, like they don't believe the daughter. Then the husband then believes it and they don't believe the husband. They get it. The husband has a restraining order against the daughter because the, the wife has a new boyfriend and they're all like, this is bollocks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because the box was in his house and she visited him on the weekends. So um, the wife and the boyfriend are like, no. And he's like, no, there needs to be a rabbi. A rabbi needs to help like like perform an exorcism, I suppose. Yeah. She's possessed. Um, so I think I might rewatch it just for interest sake because I'm like, I can't remember if I saw it to the end or if I did, I don't remember how it ends. Yeah. No, I saw that one. Well, I didn't see it, but I saw it in my research. And I ah, mm. to have a look at it. Yeah. And again, just, just himself. Beautiful. To yeah. be honest, first thing I noticed in the ad that came up. So I was like, okay, yeah, fair play. I'll be watching that thing. He's in a film that's come out called The Unholy. Oh, Yes. And I see it's not doing so well critically. Um, but also it's like, I think it's a film that you might like because it uses, a, like it says it's got some jump scares added into it mm-hmm. and all that. Like I do love, I love religious horror films. And I swear that that's just anyone I suppose who grows up in like a heavily religious country. Yeah. It's, it's like you are drilled in with the fear of God. So that's why I love religious horror films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of why I and and I also like religious horror films of other religions. Mm-hmm. I just think as a theme, they are because it's like the 
I suppose it's like with religion, you go to religion. It's like the house, you go to religion for your refuge. And if yeah. religion has turned its back on you or you need, I suppose, or if a demon's got you and you need God's help, it's all that kind of a, you know, no one in the uh, secular world knows how to fix this. It's weird though, because like religion would be, I presume taught in pretty much every school. And I would imagine that's kind of the same across the board, like between different countries. So it's like somebody turning around and going, here is something that you've been taught about from the like five years. Mm-hmm. And here's a scary thing. I was about to say, so it's it's like if somebody turned around and was like, here's a whole horror movie dedicated to Pythagoras' theorem being haunted. That actually does sound ridiculous. So. Scary ass maths. Yeah. Yeah. 90 degrees to hell. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The best of what maggots or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the square root of that. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's because it is that thing that you've been learning from. And as well, it's always like, this is your salvation. Yeah. But also really fucking bad things happen with it. Yes. Yeah, it's the power. The power that someone can hold over your soul, as they say, and then they view themselves as not just a messenger of God, but as a God themselves. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So as I said, my next object I can't talk about. So um, if anybody wants to look it up, it was Uh um, the goddess of death, woman of Lem. So it was an artifact that was found in uh, Cyprus. Cyprus. Yes. uh, Limestone. And that's as much as I'm going to talk about it. And what made you, if you want to, if we're not going to talk about it, but what made you? It's a cursed uh, object. And then mm -hmm. I saw the words fertility with it. So I was like, I'm not even reading any more of it. It's gone. Look it up, people. Yeah, it's it's gone. gone. People, I'm too superstitious. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Yeah. (laughs) We're not even going to enter. So just again, it's Lem, L-E-M-B, if you want to look it up yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do a bit of homework. But to be honest, that was literally the only time I saw anything to do with it. So it actually could be absolute hooey. And things only really have as much power as you believe in them. So Yes, but fuck it. You know, this yeah. is us. This is our podcast, God damn it. <laughs> so read up on it as you want. Do. And we'll round up our haunted objects on... The thing that can haunt people first thing in the morning when they're not feeling so perky, it is the demon of the mirror. The mirror. And it's also something that was called the dark mirror, where again, another traveling. It was the world's only mobile museum of the unexplained. Like, um, what's with traveling museums? I think it goes back to, I suppose, like carnival things. And I suppose that that's why oh, it would yeah, work really well with like a haunted museum or mm. a museum of the unexplained because it's going back to like your freak show kind of things. Mm. Because within those, there'd also be, and there's this mirror you look into and it makes you look completely different. And it's, again, it's like those, the carnival mirrors where you're like, you're either small and dumpy or really long. And yeah, it, ugh, they're just great for the self-esteem. Yeah, that's my life in an earth moment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, but according to the this article that I was reading, the, the dark mirror, um, it literally can take on a life of its own. The museum obtained it from its original owner who purchased it while attending a psychic fair in the Columbus area. That same owner said that they were struck by very upsetting images when gazing into the mirror, into the mirror's reflection. According to the museum, visitors also claim to have reported uncomfortable sightings such as their own corpse when gazing into the reflective glass. Ew. 
Yeah. Um, and that just made me think of, I was like, there's only one film I know that comes to mind straight away about mirrors in it in horror. And that's the 2013 film Oculus, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen. And I don't quite, and great, I'm going to read a little bit of the, the synopsis of it without, because it's, I specifically went for one that wouldn't give a spoiler. Cause I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for myself. I've been meaning to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it that's film this film is about two siblings haunted by a childhood tragedy learn that the source of their horror is a mysterious mirror with a dark history so siblings tim and kaylee were merely teenagers when both of their parents were brutally butchered convicted of the killings and sentenced to protective custody tim serves his time while kaylee drifts into deep despair years later a newly free tim does his best to lay to rest to lay the past to rest. Meanwhile, Kaylee is certain that her brother was innocent all along and that the antique mirror their parents used to hold, used to own, holds the answers to her darkest questions. Upon locating the long lost looking glass, Kaylee's deepest fears are confirmed. A menacing force inhabits the mirror and it has plagued every owner who's come into possession of it. Now, as curious as a curious Kaylee reacquires the mirror, the nightmare cycle of horror returns with a vengeance. So it's like, I think there's actually a key for Sutherland. I was film. just like to say, there is a key for Sutherland film yeah. called Mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's like, it's it's going back to a time when their mirrors were a very slow thing to come on historically. Um, like we had glass way before we had mirrors. You just had shiny metal for years before mirrors were actually made. Um, and then there was the thought of, it's sorcery, it's witchcraft. Hey, can yeah. I see my own reflection? And it kind of goes back in a photograph taking a bit of your soul, like mirrors were a reflection of your soul. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's one of those ones where it's a great idea yeah. for a horror film. Even in the ring, when she's in the mirror, mm. in the video, it's all very creepy. Yeah. Because I suppose what I love about the video of the ring and when you find out that it's all just it's Sadako's from her viewpoint. And so she's mm-hmm. looking at the mother combing her hair and it's it is all very creepy. But as well, it's a, it's a great trope in horror movies where say as well, the uh, cabinet in the bathroom, the medicine cabinet, someone opens it. And then as they close it, someone's just there in the reflection. Yeah. Or, or you always see it like if someone is looking in a mirror in a horror film, someone's going to appear behind it. A guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mirrors are a great kind of like just to throw you off or it would be my fear like when you said you you thought you saw someone it's it's I've had it where I've walked past a room and I forget that there's a mirror in it and I see someone walking by as well and I'm like ah! <laughs> and it is my reflection yeah um, like the time when we went to I think it was some sort of Halloween thing for Sean's but I had dressed up as um Samara or, or Sadako so I had the long hair and the, yeah. the white dress and I was in the bathroom and when I was in the hall uh, sometimes my bathroom door is open and if the bathroom door is open it's you would end up looking right at the mirror and it was dark outside and I switched on the light and I just saw this bitch with long hair and a white dress staring back at me and I'm like fucking hell and it was me yeah this, yeah and I was like I'm never fucking wearing this night you dress did it again. so well though yeah yeah too well too well, too well. shit myself too well um, I had looked at mirrors as well and mm. um, so I had looked at a little bit of the Kanye like the history of oh. why people kind of think oh. 
mirrors are scary. So Romans believed that mirrors could trap souls, quite similar mm. to what you were saying about the camera. And they um had and cause bad luck to people who own them. And that if you didn't look after your mirror properly, that bad things would start to happen. Um, there's a lot of superstitions around um, if somebody dies and that you'll often see that mirrors are covered. Yes, and that happens a lot in actually in Jewish folklore as well. Yes, because during sitting Shiva, mm. um, they would cover the mirrors in the home to protect the living and the dead because it's believed that demons are attracted to the homes where tragedy has recently struck um, and that this would kind of be a passage and this they could come out so there are um many different things so you have um the chinese the belief in chinese culture that if you carry a corpse past a mirror then that person will become a ghost Ooh. yes um and that if the if they do become a ghost by this they will never be able to rest and they will haunt you for the rest of your days oh god um, in german and dutch culture um they have loads of different beliefs as well but if you see your reflection after um somebody passes away then this is an omen and you're next and then there's obviously the superstition that surrounds um seven years of bad luck if mm-hmm. you break your um mirror. you would be legitimately like terrified if that oh happened. do you remember when we were younger if a mirror broke you'd be like oh my god um, and I Fuck remember, the full family. We're screwed. Yeah, we need to move. We need to get out. Um, yeah, and actually, the mirror on my Sosu palette broke, and I was just oh. like, "No, it's just a mirror. It's okay." Yeah, yeah. Algae. So yeah, that was my. That no, that's that's very interesting. Um, now moving away from haunted objects to something that I found. God, I really wish it was better. I found it to be a really boring <laughs> film. And I, 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 I said this at the end of the last yep. episode that I was going to watch it. So I'm talking about our 100 films that we watch every yep. week. Not 100 films every week, but <laughs> of our list. So we were watching Scanners. And as I said to Grace, I had pretty much watched maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of it before years ago and gave it up. And I said, no, I'm going to punch through. And so... I watched this film and I actually ended up doing some note taking for our episode during the film because I was so goddamn bored. Mm-hmm. And I was, it's a David Cronenberg film. He did the thing. He's, he's body horror. Brilliant man. And of course, in the first five minutes, there is the, the scanners, the guy who's the scanner, who basically it's all about telepathy and yeah. able to do like, you hear people's voices, their thoughts in your head. And also you can, you can via your, your telepathy. And so there's a scanner guy's like, I'm going to scan. And then his head ends up exploding. And that was brilliant for the special effects of the time. Yeah. And then they don't go back to using anything really body horror-esque until the fight between two scanners at the very at end. The end yeah and I'm just like holy shit you had this is a David Cronenberg film and I know it's all telepathy brain stuff but you could have like someone cut off their arm or you know something like attack themselves where you'd be using great prosthetics and special effects and makeup stuff but no I feel like because it's David Cronenberg it's it's more offensive to you for Mm -hmm. that fact um because to me, it wouldn't really, I'd just be like, all right, okay, it's another sci-fi. Um, 
so the, the, the storyline to this film uh, is Daryl Revok is the most powerful of all the scanners and is the head of the underground scanner movement for world domination. Scanners have great psychic power, strong enough to control minds. They can inflict enormous pain or damage on their victims. Dr. Paul Ruth finds a scanner that Revok hasn't and converts him to their cause to destroy the underground movement. And so, yeah, they, the, the whole opening scene, the chase scene was they were getting um, this guy and they're like, oh, you didn't even know you were a scanner. And then in the mm-hmm. end, oh, it gets so convoluted. In the end, Daryl and this other guy who's, I've already forgotten his name. Um, I want to say it's Clarence and I'm probably really wrong. But anyway, he's Clarence now. So Clarence and Daryl are actually brothers. And the reason why Clarence has no memories of his past is they are both the child, children, the brothers of Dr. Paul Ruth. And apparently there's this ephemeral this drug that they were it was a drug that they were given to pregnant mothers and it made all their children scanners it gave them all tele- telepathic powers and they are starting to do that now on mass again doctors are giving it to kids and that's the whole thing they have to stop this from happening mm-hmm. uh, and and daryl was trying to kill every adult who was a scanner so that you know it's like highlander there can be only one yeah um i was yeah. a yeah, you had said last week, you'll know the scene I'm talking about when you get to it. And the, it, to be honest, actually, the only reason why I know that scene is because my brother-in-law's Facebook profile picture is yes. that exploding head. Yes. And I was like, I recognize that. And then I was like, oh, it's Ross. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's it, they're not my types of movies anyway. Sci-fi kind of, um, so wouldn't hey, well- be... Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know where I fall on telepathy being sci-fi. I'd almost, to me, it's mm, it's not. But it, it is, would. though. I suppose it is. I suppose I was going to say supernatural, but no. I suppose you're right. I suppose it would be under the sci-fi genre. It, it because telepathy. When I think of telepathy and stuff like that, I think of Carrie. And I or would, the Drew Barrymore film. Um, yeah, Firestarter. Which, which actually, yeah. Firestarter, I would say, is way more sci-fi yeah and the likes of Carrie so I suppose but yeah so would you recommend no um I (laughs) found it to be quite no no, I found it to be quite boring and if you just the starter part and then the end there's some good body horror bits if you're a fan of David Cronenberg forget the rest of it because Mm -hmm. it's just a load of it's convoluted as well and I'm like oh it's unnecessary um yeah so I just felt like start and the first five minutes and then the last 10 minutes and then that's it yeah 100% totally agree <laughs> and our next one is a uh, cabin in the woods yay because <laughs> uh, a good job I held off watching it and um, I keep forgetting what our next film is until Grace tells me um but yeah no I cannot wait I actually haven't seen this film in years I've been holding off it's when it's that good you're like ah, I need to wait a good five plus years before I watch it again before watching it again yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is a great movie, so I can't wait to can't mm. wait to watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. So join us next week when we will be discussing that, and, and many hear things. no complaints, no complaints. Yeah, <laughs> either that or Emer will watch it and be like, "What? Did, what was I thinking?" Yeah, this is not age well or whatever. No, no, no. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I only have one thing. I suppose that you might have an issue with it. It's well, I suppose now it's kind of like it's tainted. Because it was co-written by Joss Whedon. 
and how he has been to some of the films like with the the girl who was in Buffy and Angel and then the oh, guy yeah. who yeah how he's yeah. a bit of a bit of a like Nazi on the uh, yeah when he's when he gets his power so I'm I'm going to stay away from it it's almost one of those ones where I'm like I'd like to be blissfully ignorant that this film is just great yeah. and whatever I'm sure there could be lots of problems but I'm sure like a lot of directors could be dicks if they wanted to be it's just finally some people are having the strength to speak up about them yes exactly exactly um, so yeah, join us next week and we will be chatting about that and many other things, horror. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram on Because You're Home with an underscore between every word and don't pull out, be our fans, keep those numbers going. <laughs> we want to say that if we want to, you know, say we, we've hit over 600, don't make us liars, don't make us <laughs> don't liars. Make it liars. <laughs> no, um, and, and tell a friend and let those numbers increase and more people listening to us because well, we're very grateful for everyone who listens to us and we'd like to expand our market. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and if you follow us on, if you listen to us on Apple or anywhere that you can follow and um, download the episode, we'd really appreciate that. And if you would be able to give us a mm-hmm. rate and review, we'd also appreciate that. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's this bitch saying to me? What the fuck? Maybe the Zoom is on. Oh, yeah.